This podcast is brought to you by our supporters over at Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s to find out more about our Patreon where you can support the show directly and get tons of bonus content, including a bonus episode every other month and instant access to the dozen or more bonus episodes already there. That's patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And with me, as always, is my fellow counselor in training, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. Although I never made it to CIT. I think you did, but I did not. I was a, I was a full-on counselor. I made a whopping $500 my first summer. And then... I mean, that's not nothing for a, what, 17-year-old, 16-year-old? 14-year-old. Yeah, for a 14-year-old, that's like... It's basically two dollars an hour. It's pretty. Busy. Yeah, but for a fourteen-year-old, be like, I have to go to camp, and they'll give me five hundred dollars. That seems. Uh, I asked for a raise the second year, and they just didn't respond to me. And then a couple, like a month later, I had to be like, Hi, do I do I have a job? And they said no. Or no. No, they gave me a job. I, I they did not. I don't think. I think they might have given me an extra fifty dollars. Um, but yes, uh, you. I thought you had done the CIT. I don't think I, I made it that far. CIT. Okay. Well, you you started to have like your interests lined up such that weren't you doing like theater stuff at that point? Like, didn't you change to a theater based camp system? Uh, it wasn't th- necessarily theater based camp. It was like teen summer shows. So it was okay. It's like essentially a camp, but it's not really a camp. It's more just like we are rehearsing at night, putting on a show during the gotcha. summer. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, well, we're talking summer camps because we watched nineteen seventy nine's Meatballs. This was a suggestion from our Patreon supporter, Michelle. Thank you so much for your longtime support of the show. And let's hear it from Michelle about meatballs. Hey, Shrip and Andrew, this is Michelle. Just wanted to uh, say I'm looking forward to listening to my listener choice that you selected last week, which is Meatballs. This is a movie I watched constantly as a preteen when it was released on HBO. And I remember actually I audio taped the song with my GE box tape recorder to make my own version of a mixtape because I didn't have the money to buy soundtracks back then. But I hope you have fun with this. It's very much a late 70s, early 80s, possibly some problems from a a PC standpoint and such, but hopefully it was fun. I remember I just wanted to go to camp so bad as an 11-year-old when I saw this movie. So hope you guys have some fun with it. Thanks as always. Love the show. Well, as she said, we watch meatballs, and you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your boring body comedy. Someone's gotta write your boring body comedy. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Mega powers, yeah. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. So I see how we disagree on this. We had a very brief before the show started chatter. I see. I see. Just a sentence back and forth. I thought this was a I thought this was a body comedy. It's not a body comedy. It's just a sweet comedy. It's like a heavyweights. I it's just so boring. It's so funny. I found this movie so sweet. I was like shocked by how much I enjoyed this. And also so like this is also a weird thing. For me, the only experience and like quote unquote knowledge of meatballs I had up until I watched the movie was um one of this a YouTube show that I like to watch. I hadn't watched it much anymore. It was called Beer and Board Games. 
they drank beer and played board games. And one of the board games was like the movie quote game or whatever. And they had to guess. And so the only exposure to meatballs I had were two quotes. And out of context, and hearing that it's a movie called Meatballs, uh, which is a wacky comedy about summer camp, my brain formed a picture. And it is... Same. Not what... So the two quotes were the, like, uh, what is it? World Sex Week? Sexual Awareness Week quote? Yes. And um, the one the quote about whoever guessed some kind of beef is the winner of the mystery meat. And so because... Yes. That best quote of the movie. Because those are the only two quotes, I thought they were spoken in earnest sure. in the kayfabe. So I thought sure. this was going to be like um, more wacky, goofy, like sketch thing. Police Academy, Porky's. Uh, Mel Brooks or that... What was that? Oh, horror movie we watched. Okay. Or the sp- horror movie spoof we watched with Carol Kane. Oh, my God. Whatever that one was. The name of that. Yeah, yeah. Pandemonium? Or is that a different one? Yes. Pandemonium was also a sketch movie, but I don't know if that's the Carol Kane one. But I was expecting something like that. And so when it wasn't, I was like, oh, well, this is disappointing because. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I was expecting like. Like in the opening sequence when the girls are like, did you bring smokes? I, I was like waiting for the girl to like open her trench coat and be like, what, menthol, filtered, unfiltered, gold, camel? Like I, I was waiting for that. And when it okay. clearly wasn't going to become that, I was like, oh, well, that's a bummer. And then like it doesn't really have a plot or conflict. Like there's no. The whole thing with Rudy. There's like this whole thing. So I'm sorry. You're going to hinge a 90 minute whack around camp comedy on this child character that like apparently has a dead mom but i don't remember hearing that in the movie only i wikipedia says that yeah uh i also was like oh he must have a dead mom and i kept waiting for that to come up and i did not hear it specifically i'm 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 so 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 here's the thing though i went into this expecting like revenge of the nerds porky's avenue where i was like this is going to be like horrendous sexual politics of the 80 of 70s of course this is 79 like this is going to be like horrendous sexual politics it's going to be like really gross because i've definitely seen one of the sequels and in fact uh just to run this down uh, or i'll do that in a second uh so i was expecting like a sort of like raunchy boy comedy with lots of naked women and like lots of misogyny and stuff and instead it's just this like very sweet hangout movie about like kids going to camp and i i just really was surprised by how d- delightfully like small scale and just like clear classic slobs v snobs setup it does like the so many camp movies after this and i'm this maybe isn't the first one but it's certainly the earliest one i've seen where it's like the group across the lake is the rich snobs and we're the kind of ragtag group and then they have like a big competition like all these beats i was like yeah i've seen these before i just like i was waiting for it to be the the rich camp is you know is buying their lease from under them and they have to raise money or right and then, like, all of a sudden at the end, like, the rich kids were cheating at half the events. And I was like, well, shouldn't they just be, like, real? Like, I was like, no, our our scrappy ragtag gang should have to cheat to win. And that's, fu- like, that's what I expect. That, like, we're the underdogs. Look, they're way better than us at everything. We gotta cheat a little right. bit. Which, like, I thought that was gonna be the case. And it wasn't. So, like... No, they win with the power of friendship. I thought this would be... I'm so surprised. I was, like, so expecting... I was like, oh, man, this is gonna be this, like really tough sexual politics movie and Andrew's going to be hating it the whole time through. And instead I was like, Oh, I bet this is like great of his alley. It's just like a bunch of sweet, cool friends that like each other. This is such his bag. It's so funny. They're just, it was just, 
it was so boring. There was no, there was no. Yeah, you don't have to feel like or conflict. I just, I'm like surprised. I kept waiting for a thing to happen, and then they were like, "The Olympiads tomorrow," and I was like, "It's an hour into this ninety-minute movie, and this is the first I'm hearing." Like, it's not when they get to yeah. camp, they're like, "And get ready for the big decal or whatever the hell at the end of camp." I think. I think you don't like a hangout movie is what I'm what I'm coming to. Well, what would be another hangout like movie? A, uh Almost Famous is a hangout movie. Yeah, I've never I I've watched it a while ago, but I haven't watched it since. Yeah. Uh that was that was one of those times when I was like showing somebody something important and like really disappointed in the reaction to it and then having to like learn the lesson of like you can't put that on somebody, it's not fair. Yeah. But like I had not learned that. But I also yet. was not in a uh, mindset like I think now I would appreciate that movie more than I would have Maybe. at yeah. whatever yeah. fifteen or whatever the hell I was. Yeah. Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood comes to mind. That's a recent example that I doubt you've it's seen. Been on the list. I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other. I'm struggling to come like up with another one, but Clerks? I know that we watched it. Clerks is kind of a hangout movie. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Clerks is a hangout movie. It's just like the. the it's like. We're very Supreme Court definition-y, but like hangout movie is generally like not a ton going on. Like you're really just like hanging out with the characters and the movie, like the hook of the movie is that, that you kind of engage with the characters on some level. Like there's something about them that appeals them. So with this one, it's like, it's both a hangout movie, which maybe, maybe is not your steez. I don't want to like declare that based on the limited evidence, <laughs> but I know definitively that you do not like Bill Murray. I don't. So it is like, also so he's like too old Bill for this Murray movie. Hangout I'm sorry. Movie. He's too fucking old for this movie. I see he's he has such a youthful energy in it and though. five o'clock shadow yeah he looks like homer simpson like 22 huh he's supposed to be like 22 and he's 30 or 25 that's the it, that was the other weirdly unclear thing i was like is he supposed to be like the second in command to morty yes definitely that was not super clear but i was like it's all these he's, like hot 29 and 20 year olds just just FYI. what he's 29 in this yeah he's 30 movie, so he's not oh, you said 35 no i said 30 Okay. But it's all these like hot, hot 20 year olds counseling literal children and then 30 year old Bill Murray actively shaving. And I was like, it's just, it feels weird. The dynamic is just not quite there. Yeah, the the better version of this movie doesn't have the Morty character. Like, Morty is not the older owner of the camp. Bill Murray has, like, wound up as the head of this camp and has, like, you know, stuck with it in some way or whatever and is like, you know. I can see that's that. maybe better. But uh, I do want to run down. So part of the reason I, I had made assumptions about this movie is because of its sequels that I think played a lot on the on. The, they probably cost probably four cents to, to put on the air. All right. So get ready to, to go go off the rails here. So this movie, sweet comedy, small scale kids at a summer camp have adventures, blah, 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 blah. Meatballs 2 is a, you know, the same kind of slobs v snob setup, but across the lake is a military camp classic also uh it they there's like a the military camp is trying to buy the the slob so my thought for this movie. <laughs> yes yes and they decide like okay well what we'll do is we'll have a boxing match at the end of the of uh, the summer our classic <laughs> annual boxing match and the winner of the boxing match determines who like whether the camp gets sold oh also there's an alien in it what 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 Yep, it was like two years after E.T., and so they made this really odd-looking alien. That, like, is the alien like a character camp. throughout, or does it like show yes. up at the end? 
the alien, I just skimmed through it because like I watched this movie on Tubi and it was like, you just finished Meatballs. How about Meatballs 2? It's like, also oh, free on YouTube, like it. legally and under YouTube's free movies and stuff. I kept clicking on that and it wouldn't load for me. Hmm. I maybe it like just started today or something, but it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I watched it free HD legal. Okay. Uh, Tubi, you know, has ads, so same same deal. If you have the YouTube subscription, and won't have ads there. But it's it's available a lot of places with ads. Uh, but okay, so Alien and the Alien shows up like early ish in the movie, and I didn't. I again, I was like skimming through, but the Alien has like multiple scenes. It's a character in the movie, huh? Uh, and then the third Meatballs one is Patrick three. Dempsey as Rudy. As Rudy, and the plot of that one is a porn star has died, and in order to get her wings, Clarence style, in uh, What's Wonderful Life, she has to go back to Earth and get a virgin laid, and that virgin is Rudy. And it's not at a summer camp. It looked like a summer camp. No, I, I think it's he trailer. works some. It said he worked somewhere, so I don't. Maybe he maybe he works at a summer camp. It's in the yeah. He's a summer camp. He's a camp counselor. Okay. Yeah, because I watched the trailer for that. That one is not available anywhere, so I just watched the trailer for that one. And Patrick Dempsey was four. Disney was like, "You are not. That movie is dying. You are in Disenchanted. (laughs) That movie is dying. (laughs) You you are every mom's crush. We are not letting you. Well, he not anymore. That that ship kind of sailed when he left Grey's Anatomy. Right, right. Make something or other. Dreamy, steamy, creamy. (laughs) That show is wild. It's still on. It's, I, I, w- I always wanted to joke that I wanted to have a podcast called That's Still on the Air. And it was just recapping Supernatural and Grey's Anatomy. And then Supernatural ended. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. And then Meatballs 4. We've got Corey Feldman. Um, it's shot at the same place where they shot The Great Outdoors, Bass Lake in California. Okay. Uh, and that one has five naked women, breasts and butts inside 10 minutes. Jesus H. It's it's the sequence in this movie where they're spying on the girls, but instead of it being them like kind of listening to them under the cabin, they are just looking at them in the shower, Porky style. Gross. Uh, so anyway, uh, also wild franchise. The be- very different. The beginning of this movie in the like the opening sequence of the Ready for the Summer song that like oh Jesus yes. children singing. It's like they're painting around a sleeping counselor on the dock, yeah, and then they're. Yeah. The yeah, windows yeah. keep breaking. And I was like, oh, so. W- yeah. The window gag is good. Hila- you have to give me the window I love, gag. I love all the energy of this opening sequence. Oh, okay. 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 But that all set me up for the wacky, stupid comedy stuff that right. I w- thought I was going to get of more of like, they like they, they hold in the glass pane and they duck under the ball. They're like, you kids. And then a ball comes from the other direction to break it. Like, yeah. Really good. All that, really good. like all that physical comedy. I love in the council, like rolling over and he's, his belly is painted. Like that's what I wanted from the whole movie. Okay. I get that. I understand that completely. Uh, this is Ivan Reitman, by the way, before he broke big and, and became, you know, you know, Ghostbusters and, and uh, does he still do stuff or do you pass away? He, he, I thought, was a producer on that new Ghostbusters that his son directed. Mm. So I think he's still around. Is that streaming anywhere yet? Um, I keep waiting. I don't. It must be. It must be. It's been so long. It's fine. It's like aggressively fine. He died in February 22. So oh, he, wow. that was the last thing he worked on. Um, It's like aggressively Yeah, like fine. I don't ex- I, I expect it. I, I want to watch it just to watch it. But like. Yeah. I want to see Janine, and, 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 you know, my girl. This is this. She's in it for 42 seconds. Shocking. Just to set your expectations. Uh, I assumed that she was a Jeff Goldblum in that first the, the, JP. The, can I spoil something for you? Is it like key 
or is it just like a thing that happens? Um, like, I, don't spoil like Dana gets possessed by Zool. But if you're like, all right, then I won't. Okay, like that, I don't. I would. I would like to have something. Uh, yeah. Okay, I won't. Uh, I won't because I. I think it's. It is. It is exactly the thing you're. It is plot specific, as you're saying. It is not Dana and Zool. Uh, but Janine is in it for about 40 seconds. I, this is going to sound crazy. I assume they're all in it has... for 45 seconds, except maybe Bill Murray. No, uh, no. The, the whole gang is there and they are pretty big parts of the movie. So oh, they're, sure. they're a bunch. Yeah. Uh, that is the part of the movie. That's very strange. Uh, but the, the, the thing of it is as a person who has said multiple times and continues to say that his favorite movie genre is kids in peril, I don't particularly want kids in my Ghostbusters serial. You know what I mean? That's fair. Like, it's just not, it's not. And then also like the fun of Ghostbusters is that it takes place in a city and the sequel is in like bumfuck Iowa. And it's just like, yeah, they're in the like a cornfield and shit. Like there is literally a sequence in, that takes place in a Walmart and it's just like, I don't. I don't. First of all, I do not want this Walmart ad in the movie. Thank you. That's where the much. cute little mush- marshmallows are, though. So I'm happy for that. <laughs> but it's you know, I like, like cute shit. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, why is this the thing? And it commits the biggest sin of all, which is like, it does the Ghostbusters two thing again, where everyone like no one knows about the Ghostbusters, and like, yeah, okay, fine, it happened forty years ago, but. Literally a portal to hell opened in New York City in the 80s. It's like kids kids who are like going to school now know what 9-11 is because they learn about it in history books. And the time a portal to hell opened up in New York City and engulfed a building would be like a historical document worthy of note. Would it not? I would think so. You're right. So that that part drives me a little insane where Paul Rudd's like, oh my God, that's a real, that's a proton pack. That's a ghost trap. Where'd you get that? And they're like, uh, my grandpa's shed and they're like what that, your grandpa was a ghostbuster what's a ghostbuster oh let me show you it on youtube and it's just like why is this in the movie who is this for yeah. who is at this movie that doesn't know this information they don't want to take any chances anymore that's why every I, fucking movie is an origin story so they don't have like you don't have to you can learn as you go right right, right. that's this does that stuff too anyway uh Ivan Reitman directed this, uh, and we open up with this shot of a uh, of Bill Murray like waking up, and he's doing the morning announcements, which becomes like a recurring gag throughout the movie. Uh, but he's doing them like just for the counselors who seem to be setting up camp. I yeah. guess this is like you know end of May into June. But he goes to put on the national anthem, and it's of course not the actual an- national anthem. But it was driving me insane that his turntable, the like non-slip mat that the record goes on, mm-hmm. was off-centered. And he had a 45 on top of it. And so it was like wobbly looking and it was driving me nuts. I didn't catch that. Uh, we get the great rule of three glass break in the fixing up camp montage. Is it just three? I, I thought there really were do. more. I thought it seemed like there were like five or six. No, it's a perfect rule of three. It's the, the it breaks out of the window and then they're carrying the replacement. And it does the ball, the bag, the gag with the ball, like you said. And then it shows them like putting on the finishing touches and like giving it like the job well done. And they shut the door and the other one falls out. Okay. Good heightening. Well done. I, I dig it. Uh, and then we're like getting introduced to the camp counselors and we, you know, Bill Murray's like, oh, there's the king of six. And he points to Spaz, who's the clear nerd character with tape on his glass. A, he's fucking hot. So get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, movie. Like you couldn't even. He's. They put like. He is. They put like one zit on his, on his forehead. 
and tape, he on, his tape on his glasses. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. it. You know what? Like, wh- find someone not hot. Like this he guy was, is. He was. He was not hot by the standards of 1979. I have to break this to you. He was not hot by the standards of the day. He looks like all the other hot counselors, except he has shorter no. hair. No, he's he's got a nerdy look to him. If you look at a picture of him now, you're like that dude definitely is a nerd. Like like as an adult, he looks. I think if you took his glasses off, she's all that style. Maybe. He would look almost identical to most of the other hot boy counselors. Also, we should acknowledge that spaz is not a, gr- a nice term overseas. Yes. Yeah, I have learned this, and I was very confused by it. It's like, I can't, I gotta be honest with you. I know this podcast has international listeners. It's very difficult to keep up with with it in one country, let alone globally. Yeah. So I well, that's, just uh, ask for leniency. That's, that's what all. I'm saying. We're, We're just gonna acknowledge best. it up yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do our best, but I just would ask for leniency when you're talking about something in a different country than where I live. I try to be worldly and informed, but uh, I am limited in my scope. I do love uh, what 70s teenagers look like. It's funny to me that you were like so on about the Bill Murray thing, because I feel like all these people are supposed to be playing 18. They're probably actually 20 to 25, but all of them look about 30 to me, and Bill Murray looks about 40. I mean, either way, he looks... There's a bump. I, but. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just, this is like Bill Murray in this probably is like looking about 40. <laughs> Not really, but you know, whatever. But all these kids are like very old looking for their age. Not as bad as I as we've seen before, I would say. Right, right. It's fair. Also, and, is, uh, is that Michael Keaton? Where? I didn't. I did not catch a Michael there's Keaton. A, there's a guy. I don't think it is because I, it, there's no way it wouldn't have like be anywhere on Wikipedia or IMDb or Googling. But like right. one of the Camp Mohawk counselor people looks like Michael Keaton, like exactly well, didn't like we Michael just Keaton. Run, didn't we just run into this in uh, Beetle? No, not Beetlejuice. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Edward Scissorhands, the other Tim Burton movie with the same vibes, where clearly that actress we both recognize. No, it is was just not listed in the movie. It was. Um, it was. <laughs> she was in Beetlejuice, but it was not Beetlejuice. <laughs> It okay. was Witches of Eastwick, and it was Conchata Farrell. Yes! Yeah, yeah. Conchata Farrell is just, like, not listed in Witches of Eastwick, but it is absolutely Conchata Farrell. Like, it just is. Yeah. It's the guy... So he's here bullying the ner- bullying Spaz, and they dump the milkshake on his head. He's Oh, I did not clock one of these dudes as Michael Keaton. And then I, he's... I have to when around. they're doing boxing later, he's, like, the, like, Camp Mohawk boxing coach. Okay. I did not clock that dude as Keaton, so I don't think it is. I know the boxing coach character. I remember that scene a little better. So From Camp the Camp Mohawk guy with the glasses? Are you saying he's the coach of the bad guy camp or the good guy the camp? The rival camp. Yeah, I didn't I, I, I remember him like rubbing the guy's shoulder or whatever. I don't remember it looking like Michael Keaton. That's where it's Keaton. Okay. I mean, you know, somebody out there can fire up. Uh, we have this nice bit where they're doing like a new. It's like the ki- the kids for whatever reason all all these camps pick up at a Kmart. Um, and back when they were the a Kmart thing, probably loves it. Back when Kmart well, roamed the earth. It's funny. I watched this movie, and then my one of my YouTube suggestions was like shopping at a Kmart in 1982. It was like home video footage or whatever, and it was like it looked like the exact Kmart from this movie. And I was like, all right, are they just like like taking images of what bla- plays on this screen? Well, I wonder now I'm- is Tubi and YouTube related? No, but I just that's what I'm saying is like, is it my TV like? Like it just is like like screen scanning basically of like all the images on the screen. It's like if you watched a bunch of videos about, you know, 
uh, red balloons, suddenly they're like figuring out ways to feed red balloons to you. I actually did have that. And now I can't remember what it was. I had a moment where like I mentioned something random more than like twice in a day. Mm -hmm. And then there was something on like my YouTube recommends that I was like, that's that's weird. Yeah. Um, so they're doing like a news hit on this very expensive, the, the slot, the snobs camp is very expensive. It's a thousand dollars a week, which is 4k a week now to give some context. Also, the the snobs are not mean enough. I mean, I feel like at the point where you're shooting a slingshot at a child swimming in a lake with, but you're also a child. It's like an eight year old shooting at a five year old. Yeah. The slingshot I felt was like kind of insane that they were so casual about it. I just like I was I need a like more a slingshot is an actual a slingshot with a rocket. It is a weapon. It's yeah. not like a fun hijinks thing. Tell that to Dennis the Menace. Um, but I just like Isn't he shooting like gum. I don't know. Isn't he like launching a, a wad of gum at Walter Matthau or something like that? Mr. Wilson. I don't know. I, I know Mr. Wilson and Dennis the Menace. And that's where the you, you've hit the end. <laughs> you de- Wait, you never you absolutely must have seen the, the modern version with uh, Christopher Lloyd as the weird hobo Joe. Yeah. All I know is that Mr. Okay, Wilson okay. is the neighbor. Walter Matthau. And, and Dennis is the boy. That's all I know about Dennis the Menace. And he is oh, a menace. One- he definitely had a slingshot. That's correct. Anyway, go ahead. Um, like I needed more of them. Like they they needed to, like step on the Camp North Star people's bags or whatever. Like okay, like I needed more. They they just seem like kind of out of touch rich people. Yeah. Well, the, the where the kid like the scene where the guy the kid gets pulled up in a chauffeured car and the chauffeur takes his golf clubs out and they like lightly jostle and he snaps at the chauffeur didn't didn't do any of this for you. The one thing, the one the one example, and then another one dumped a milkshake on Spaz. Yeah, but that was that didn't seem like rich people stuff. I needed like we're rich assholes. Every other movie okay. in the 80s and the 70s did that. They yeah. knew how to be like, we're yeah. rich assholes. We have military bullets. We're going to buy your house. <laughs> we're we're re- evil real estate people. We're buying all the houses. Like, they all yeah. knew how to do it. I think the thing is, is like, they're not really the villains. Like, there's not, like, it's not like that. They're, they're not trying to buy the camp out from under them and turn it into a golf course. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, this movie is not about that. It it's about a bunch of losers, like, get winning through the power of friendship. Yeah. I just, which is like your favorite theme. That's what's shocking to me. It's just so boring. <laughs> Normally, you're winning the power of friendship in like an exciting way. I thought the like friends getting together was the exciting part. Like oh. you know, connections being forged, love, love f- blossoming. The friend, the jur- the the treasure was not the friendships we made along the way. <laughs> the tre- the the journey and the trip. Yeah, I need I need. It's our time down here. I give me some oomph. Uh, I love Murray's shirt in this sequence. It's like a great Hawaiian shirt. He's got a couple he, good Hawaiian shirts. He he does. He does for sure, but he like gets on the news and he starts acting like he's the one of the heads of the the snob camp and is like, and at the end of the semester or uh, su- summer, not semester, we import two hundred hookers to find out who is the 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 King Lothario or whatever he calls it. Yeah, that was the quote that I heard of right. him explaining the, that sexual awareness week. They import all the hookers and blah 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 blah. Yeah. 
Uh, and and this is where I learned that his name in this movie is Tripper because people start calling him Trip as like uh-huh. short for Tripper, and it's never explained if his name is like Jim Tripper or what. So that part I found very fascinating. But this movie can't afford not- to explain anything. <laughs> they couldn't afford a first name; it was out of the budget. You can't afford to include five seconds of dialogue that say "My mom's dead." Like you know, it's you know what's shocking that's not in this movie. Something about the food. There's not like a kitchen scene. Nobody's cleaning up food. Again, there's, probably budget. There's one where they're like eating in like a mess hall situation. Right, but it's like the the food is not. I'm saying a scene where like the food is the focus. Yeah, it like gloops and globs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny. I don't like. I'm thinking about Heavyweights, which is a movie I loved. Maybe you didn't. I like, like Heavyweights. I don't remember. But there's. A- I feel like Heavyweights doesn't have much of a plot. It's just. Like, I guess it has the Ben. Stiller they think they're going to evil. nice people fat camp where they actually aren't trying to help them lose any weight, and they're going to a real. We're actually going to make you lose weight yeah, fat camp. You're right. And they have you're to right. beat there's Ben a, Stiller. A you're right. There's a villain. I apologize. They electrocute him. <laughs> like <laughs> they do a lot in that movie. Yeah, they do. They do. They also, I think, knock him off a cliff and make him put his nose in somebody's butt. They definitely do the butt. I don't know about the cliff. And then they tie one guy to a tree in the woods, which like is genuinely dangerous. <laughs> and then they rub honey all yeah, over him. It's like obviously it's it ends up being deer and it's funny, but like that is a genuinely dangerous thing to do to a person. I am Lars. I'm going to be your friend. <laughs> all the hiding places for the candy, like that movie has a lot going on. I reference that so often, and I'm always assuming it's going to be like a great outdoors-esque reference when people are like, huh? And instead, Heavyweights is pretty ubiquitous, which is always a Oh, that's good. That's interesting. It was Disney, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Written by Judd Apatow, believe it or not. Oh, I did know that. That was one of those, in that weird, when he had his little renaissance like 10 years ago, there was like, here's things you didn't know. Yeah. He didn't have a renaissance. He had a decade. (laughs) Yes, but I mean, like, when he, like... (laughs) He was the king of Hollywood for 10 years. Uh, So we have a a six-year-old in a cabin with a pet frog that is clearly dead. I I thought something bad was going to happen. I was like, please, I can't. I don't, like, (laughs) I don't need to hop into a fire or, like, jump into a vat of chili or, like, like, get sat on by a fat kid. Like, I really don't need this. It's just, it's dead already. I don't it's, know if that's better. Instead, it's just dead, and then that's it. <laughs> you have a real pet cemetery approach to this frog. Sometimes dead is better. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want... I'm, the chili is really killing me. I'm just imagining, like... <laughs> I was like, what are 80s movie comedy ways to kill a frog? <laughs> of course, the chef is, like, a very fat man. Sweat, He's, like, like a lot of sweat. Sweaty. The greasy yeah. shirt. And he like turns to wipe his brow, like he needs a fresh towel to wipe his brow, and the frog like ribbit into the chili. Uh-huh. And then the kid who brought the frog gets served the frog. I in don't the chili. think it would be. I think it would be a mean kid would get it. Oh, um, that's a little too much yeah. to put it in the kid's yeah, yeah. bowl. But I think the mean kid <laughs> would end up getting it. Okay, fair, fair. That's the thing. There's no mean kids. That's again, like this, what, this camp is just like all friends. Yeah. We're just hanging out. There's no tension. There's no conflict. It, yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah, that's again. It's a hangout. There's movie. no that's X. It's is. just two parallel lines. I need the <laughs> <Yeah>. X. <laughs> um, Bill Murray has a really nice interaction with um, Rudy, the sad kid who yes. lost his mom. That we yeah. don't know about that he lost his mom, but 
It's funny. I wrote down, oh, this kid is sad and just the dad dropped him off must be a dead mom. And I was like waiting for a dead mom revelation that never came. Yeah. But it is on Wikipedia, so it must be in there. I, maybe it's it. specified in the third movie. <laughs> it could be. Um, we got some real uh, Brady Bunch ass instrumental music. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. That, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like. It's uh, Elmer Bernstein, by the way. But no, it's because it's a jaunty instrumental version of Are You Ready for the Summer? Yeah. Which is what. It's just the, the Brady Bunch does it all the time that, like. Yeah. Like when it's going to be a yeah, serious, sad yeah. moment. That's. I think that's what I liked about this. It did have, like, a pure Brady Bunch energy to it, which also had. There's, like, no conflict on that thing either. Or even the movie version, there's no conflict in that bad boy. It's just, like, a sequence of things that happen to nice people. But everything's very <laughs> at a tent. Like. I get. I, the world I, is I, heightened. I this is, there's no heightened this, world. Gonna, there's no anything. I, I want to be very clear. It's fine that you didn't care for it. I'm not trying to convince well, you. Well, no, I was like, trying. To, I just need to yeah. feel uh, yeah. to explain. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. at least no, that's like okay. a campy, yeah. heightened world. Right. Right. Uh, also, there, so this is where I got frightened because so we're, we have the six year olds, and then we go to the 14 year old girls' cabin. We talk um, too much about 14 year old girls, <laughs> oh, but it's but it's it is shocking the way this is handled because Bill Murray's like. They have the drive and the equipment, and they but they don't know how to use it. And none of you better show them how to do it. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, great! The like, message the is great. Message, the yeah, the the paper and the pen it's written with is not great, <laughs> but the message and is then, great." And then the girls' counselors come through, and the girls like, "Ah, it's the jailbait cabin again. Not great." Yeah. Also, Roxanne should have been a big old lesbian. She's the one that gets with Bill Murray. Yeah, by some f- fucking stretch of the imagination, she ends up with Bill Murray. Should have been a big old lesbian. <laughs> like keep her in hiking boots with tall white socks. I mean the the outfits are very Subaru owner. Very what? Subaru owner. Oh yes, a hundred percenty. I th- so you mentioned it earlier, and I I was jumping around in my notes. I was trying to find where we're at. Um, the. The, the I will say the like, frog jumping in the chili. The frog jumping in the chili is good, and we can come back to that. Oh, oh, what if it's like one of those frogs that gets everybody high? Oh, the chili, and they're high, which uh, would have been in the weird, the crazy, wacky yeah. skit version of this movie that I came up with. We are apparently pitching Meatballs two through four, and Meatballs one. It was like no, it's just like a small, sweet movie about camp. But on the sweet side of things, Murray. In his scenes with this first scenes with Rudy, and then honestly throughout the whole movie, it's like such an effortless kindness and sweetness of the character where like he sees this kid needs this help and he just gives it to him and there's like no expectation of anything on the other side. There's only one sequence of theirs I didn't care for when they're at the diner a little later. And yeah, because it starts nice. He's like clearly like this kid's running away but he's not saying he's not saying you have to come back. He's not saying I know you're running away and it's wrong. He's like playing along. And then when he's like, I don't know how to play soccer, and the kids said the kids made fun of me, and Bill Murray goes on this like, let me take a f- make a five minute bit for th- for this kid where I'm pulling out my Swiss arm. I'm like, hey, we can dial it back a little bit. I I'm not paying five dollars to come see you do improv, buddy. Just dial it down. But it works for the kid. Well, he doesn't love it then. Okay, because I remember that the kid like really laughing hard at this, and it was like the moment he laughed hard at the end. Need okay, because like Bill Murray cracks jokes, obviously, but I was like, this 
like this is too long of a joke that's not that funny yeah yeah and he's like when the kid's like all right i'll come back to camp with you and Bill was like great do you have a set of wheels because i need a ride like that's fun yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I I thought this sequence was nice. I I I get what you're saying. That's fine, but the the, the relationship between the two actors is very good, which is shocking because like it's a, a genuine kid. Yeah, um, he's got like Sean Astin uh, vibes. He's got a really cute face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad haircut, but well, you know it was nineteen. What are you gonna do about that seventies? Yeah. Uh, so speaking of the actor's name is Chris Makepeace, which I thought was like a kind of cool name. I thought it was Native American. I thought it might be, but uh, he's Canadian, so. Uh, Whatever the equivalent would be, Native Canadian of the North. <laughs> I think they use Indigenous. It might be Indigenous First Nations. I think is the term that they use in okay. Canada. Uh, in any case, uh, I did not look that up, so I don't know. But what I did find really set me on a blast from the past, and I, I have not thought about this in almost ten years, probably. But I had a friend who was totally delighted upon discovering this Canadian television show called The Littlest Hobo, <laughs> and I sent you- Is Makepeace uh, the one that did all the voiceover work? Because I looked up a couple, there's a couple people that I clicked on, and one of them did like a lot of voiceover, like was in Beetlejuice, was in Robocop the series, was like did a lot of voiceover stuff. I don't, I don't remember- but I do have I do have a lot of information about which of these characters appeared in the Littlest Hobo. So <laughs> okay, I I sent you the the promo for the, the or the, it's like the intro and outro song of the show. Will you will you watch that and and give us your live reaction? And I will put the audio for it in the show right now. Okay, what happens. Um, hang on. So Littlest Hobo Littlest Hobo is a show about a dog. Just so people know, and it's hobo in the sense of like person who rides hobo the rails. Game. I think. No, I think it's like like the old school meaning of hobo, not the like term people use to mean homeless person or I didn't know it meant anything other than homeless person. No, it's like like a rail rider, like on Futurama, oh. if you recall, there was like a thing with like the space hobos and they were riding the rails. Oh, I know that. Okay. So I, I think it's like a specific type of like transient like it probably is also a person experiencing homelessness, but like uh the 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 uh railroady version of it like this is a traveling thing so when you got it up i'll, I'll I, I, i've had it up oh okay well I, I, were you watching it no it's just wait <laughs> you okay. just kept talking when you're ready okay when you're ready you, you go okay three two one there's a voice keeps on calling this feels like those videotapes you could buy of like Trucks doing stuff in a construction site. <laughs> it's the same energy. I'm like, this is just 30 minutes of helicopter footage. <laughs> so, uh, have you seen Hobo carrying stuff yet? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm seeing the, the hot air balloon. Okay. So this is a show Good dog actor. Dog. The dog, like... Roll. It's like like if the Mandalorian had a dog. And wow, he's carrying stuff. Whoa, a gun! You shouldn't carry a gun, dog. <laughs> so little Sobo, like rolls into town, gets involved in an adventure, and then like moves. Does he on talk? The episode. Nope. So. Nope. It just it's a non-talking dog. Yep. Yep. And now it's uh-huh. the outro music. Do you still me to the? Uh huh. Well, you see, what's happening now is he's leaving town. Oh, he's on the rails. Okay, he's in a he's in a train somehow, <laughs> alone. 
He is, in fact, the littlest hobo. Like, I am genuinely shocked that he doesn't hold in his mouth a little stick with a with a with a bandana a on the end. A, a bindle, yeah. A bindle, yeah. He, he needs a bindle, yeah. Uh, so, if any of our Canadian listeners watch Littlest Hobo, please. So, a not, again, a non-talking dog rolls into town, and they're like, has, they're gonna shut down. Someone's buying the mini mall. We gotta raise uh-huh. money at, with a with a talent show. And then uh-huh. this non-talking dog is like an integral part of the proceedings and then leaves town at the end of the episode having solved the problems. Huh. And How long did I that run for? Clicking on, like, f- I, so there are like three versions of it. It was like a show that got kept getting revived. The wow. one that these people were in ran for five years from 79 to 84. But I started like running down the list. Rudy, Candace, Roxanne... Fink and Spaz were all in le- episodes of Littlest Hobo, and Hardware was in three different episodes as three different characters. I just don't understand so, how that show w- was a show. Basically, every Canadian child actor was in the Littlest Hobo, and then also in Meatballs. So, does he have a collar on? That people are like, this is Hobo. <laughs> like, is that? I don't even know if the dog's name is Hobo. I just, so I had a friend who was like, had discovered this. I haven't, like I said, I haven't thought about it in like 10 years. But they would discover this show and we're talking about it. And I was like, you're making this up. And they're like, no, it's real. Look. And then they sent clips of it. And it is just a non-talking dog having adventures across Canada. Wild. He's up there. He's eating ketchup chips and all dress chips as as you would. He's having a poutine every now and again. Doritos just put out tangy ketchup chips, and they're pretty good. I saw. Oh, okay. It's like I, it's I like if a... you crack some black pepper, or it's like like dash some black pepper onto your ketchup. Oh. They also have hot mustard, and they're very good. <laughs> like Chinese hot mustard? I think so. I've never. I don't know that I've had. Oh, I guess I have had Chinese. It's more like it's like that very like Coleman's like very sharp. Mm. Very strong mustard. Aldi had an all-dressed chip, and it was way too vinegary, and it was a huge disappointment. I am glad I skipped it this time. Very vinegary. Not not well-balanced enough. Uh, anyway, at this point, so that was the little hobo interlude. Thank you for indulging me. Uh, at this point in the movie, we get the... So there's two songs that are like the theme of this movie. One is Are You Ready for the Summer, which is little kids singing that, which Andrew really hates, but I found kind of a Brady Bunch-esque enjoyment out of. Yeah. Um, it's just, if it wasn't clearly an elementary school chorus. Uh, it is, in fact, the Camp Mohawk Kids Choir. No, it's the Camp North Star. Oh, sorry. The Camp North Star Kids Choir. Yeah, but clearly it's, it's only the, like, the... six-year-olds. It's not <laughs> It's not the 14-year-olds. Um, but we get the second song of the movie, which is so much better, which honestly felt like a Bob Ber- Bob's Burgers song to me, where it's like, there's like a nice drum beat going, and then this insanely deep-voiced man goes, meatballs. It sounded like, it was like, very like Spaceballs energy. Meatballs, yes. Like, I was like, what are we doing? Um, so we get, we get this beautiful song that plays like three times in the movie, maybe four. It's a lot. And, uh, It's more than it should. spend a little... <laughs> I honestly, every time it came up, was like clapping like a seal, like <laughs> balls. I was, we were starting to record. I was singing it. It's such you a were. delightful thing. I so heard big. it. Meatballs. I, every time I make meatballs for the rest of my life, I'm gonna be rolling them out, <laughs> going meatballs. Um, Morty had on a great button that was like a not like a sticker but like a button button that was like hi my name is morty which i thought was because delightful. everyone calls he him mickey like, 
I, well, they do that because he wears the button, I think. I thought it was of the other. I didn't know if it was a chicken or an egg situation. I thought it was like, you're so obsessed with us getting your name right that we're all going to use the wrong name. Could be. But he then has a shirt on that says, when my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut, uh, which is uh, used by the the heel wrestler, The Miz, frequently in live settings. As a, as a shirt or as like his catchphrase? I'm not sure if he's had it on a shirt, but he definitely uses it as a catchphrase. Hmm. And then everyone starts chanting, like, we want gossip. And this girl stands yeah. up and I was like, and st- immediately I'm like, this is not appropriate for a child to be speaking about adults like if you want to talk about this way about your peers to your peers cool it is weird for you to talk about this talk about adults like this oh but the way she gave the update was like so child appropriate i thought it was like funny as hell she says one cit is giving all the boys wet dreams yeah okay that that was a little bodier as someone who worked at a high school no no (laughs) arms up i'm an adult y'all need to stop Stop it. Stop. <laughs> I think your time working with children has poisoned you against this movie is the problem. It, it definitely didn't help. But that I, sometimes you just have to be like, hey, children, please wait till I leave the room to have any conversation. <laughs> Thank you so much. I am still in here. Or you can leave the room. These are your options. But I'm an adult and I need to speak loudly that I'm an adult and telling you to stop. Thank you. I can't hear the thing you're saying. Uh, so this is when Rudy slips away to a diner and he's clearly running Because he's bad at soccer. And I feel that. <laughs> and the other kids are like, he's a loser because he gets scored on in the soccer game. Yeah. Um, Bill Murray goes and like kind of cheers him up and gets him to come back to the camp. I love this. I think it's really sweet energy. Like I, said, I like uh, most of it. Kind. I like the beginning yeah. and the end, but that middle, there's that weird chunk in the middle where he like does a whole ass bit that like is too long and too much. <laughs> Here's my biggest beef with this movie. We come into the next scene and this guy is eating Oreos and it's like clearly how Oreos were sold in 1979. Just like loose in a sack. What a fucked up world. This was time. it really? Yeah, it was a bag, like a bag of gold. Was it Hydrox or was it Oreos? No, it was Oreos. It was They showed the label and they showed him eat the Oreo out of the box. There is no way you get more than like eight full cookies in a just a loose goldfish bag. Yeah, because that's always the worst part about the minis. Those like travel cups of mini Oreos. Oh, Most sure, of it was sure, dust. Sure. Yeah, it's mostly Oreo dust. It's like okay to put on ice cream. Yeah. Um, and then like, okay. Bill Murray and Jackie, who I this scene is insane. I, hate it. I don't I get what's happening. I, like why this is in the movie is makes no sense. It's not the woman he is like interested yeah, in. Yeah, it is. It's Jackie he, like, or not Jackie? I Roxanne. Roxanne. That's Roxanne. I thought Ro- is it Roxanne? It is okay. Roxanne. Said I, Jackie. I said Jackie. I, I meant okay. Roxanne. I thought it was Roxanne. You said Jackie. I was like, clearly, I was wrong. Okay, no, no it's Roxanne. But like, he's like, this, this, there's this is like, I just want to set this up in the broader context of like, there's a real stupid like sexuality thing that has pervaded Hollywood for time immemorial, which is that like men want it and women actually want it, but don't can't outwardly want it. Right. And it's dumb and bad. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But like this scene is so out of contact, out of place of the movie that we're creating up. And especially we just saw how nice this man is to this like lost and wayward child. Why is he this creep when it comes to this woman? Because also like you can give nonverbal consent. You can with body language. You can indicate that you're interested. Right. She is giving both nonverbal and verbal no. Right. And you can even 
B, saying the word no when you actually mean yes in a very specific instance where everybody is on the, on same, the same page. There's a giggle there to like, it. There's yes, there's, there's like a fun version of this. This is not played as a fun is, version of this. It seems like she genuinely like left it. Like if the next scene was like she and Roxanne left camp. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, or is like crying and the other counselors are CIT. She's a counselor. Not a CIT. I think she's a full counselor. The other, yeah, the other count, the other CITs are like consoling a crying Roxanne. Would have not been out of place after this sequence. He like forces himself on her. She says no. She's pushing him away. He's f- on top of her, and she's saying, "Stop it, or I'll scream!" Like, right. Everything about this is not okay. Right, and then like he like pulls her on top of him and he starts screaming. Morty comes in and is like, what the hell is going on here? And Bill Murray is like, Oh, she came on. Yeah. She attacked me. I couldn't get her off. And it was just like, I don't know what we're doing here, but I don't, I don't like, like it. it. I don't like it. And it's just this one scene. It's the rest of it is none of well, this. Be, like, no, because that's what, that's each other. the next scene with her. I think when they're at the, the dance party thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he pulls her away, she is giving her body language is like, I don't, I don't want this. And then she starts to soften a little bit, but like it is a wild trajectory from what yeah. looks like a sexual assault to let's move in together. Right. Yeah. It's, it's strange. It's very, very weird. Also, why is there a, a showboating rich asshole at Camp North Star? I assumed he was like from across the lake and then he wasn't. And I was very confused. Yeah. I don't understand. Like I needed that. He didn't get voted in. Cause they say the, the kids have to, you have to get voted in. To oh, North that's Star, right. To that's right. Mohawk. That's right. Yeah. It should have yeah. been like, it would have been better. I applied, but they didn't vote me in or like something. Cause I, I the whole time yeah. I was like, I don't, why are you here? My dude, you should be or over like, there. Or like my dad got fired and they kicked me out. That, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like even though I had paid, uh, the boys' cabin is the kid has some C four to blow a hole in the wall, and they're going to install a. His name is Hardware. Uh, He's one of the like yeah. so many hot counselors. Hard- Hardware, who was in three distinct episodes <laughs> of The Little Osobo, uh, they steal Morty's air conditioner and they try to run it in their cabin, but instead they just cut power to the whole camp, and it all goes. To- it's that one of those great like faraway shots of the lights rolling out. Yeah, and so like. This is another one of those, like, mini scenes. Yeah. Because we're also going to get this, like, tennis mini scene that, like, doesn't add anything. And it's only, like, two minutes long at most. And I was like, you need to be filling the time with bits. We're hanging out with our friends. We're learning to like each other. We're getting close. I laugh it more when I hang like, out with my friends. It feels more like it, like what summer camp is like, which is, like... A lot of downtime. Well, ours was not so much like this, but it's just like there's a lot of downtime. Well, actually, I, I imagine I'm betting it's because we went true. to a day camp that it was more right. jam packed. Yeah, like I imagine as a, a sleepaway camp, it's like there's probably a lot of downtime. Like you do have a lot of this. Like I don't know, you guys want to go play tennis? Like what else are we doing? You know? Yeah, but like that's in a movie. Do you see someone drive to the store and buy milk? I get it. I I get I get it. I just liked it. Um, what do you want from me? Um. Yeah, there's this weird mini scene with with Spaz and his fat friend playing tennis with the girls he likes. Yes. And then we have Bill Murray in full Adidas strip who get a special thanks in the credits, BTW. Oh, I missed that. that. Uh, there's an Adidas thank you at the end of the credits. But he is in a he's in a full Adidas tracksuit wearing Adidas shoes. He's got the full drip. Like he might as well have a bucket hat on. 
uh, and they're jogging, and this is like him and Rudy getting to know each other, and also turns out is Chekhov's jogging, which was genuinely shocking to me in Act 3. Yeah, it was uh, weird, but I'll take it. And then they're playing cards and burping, and it's a cute little scene. The 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 biggest non sequitur is the one with the 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 painter, the girl with the paint, and then there's like a thing about bees, and then she like oh I wanted that to come back so bad. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like how, I was like oh that was kind of weird. I, I wonder if that'll come back. Nope. It just is this one. She's she's doing the like chalk or probably chalk in the seventies. She's ch- chalking the lines. The lines for, for the, yeah, the baseball yeah. diamond. Baseball. And then the bee comes at her and she like runs away and she turns around and it's straight out of fucking airplane. The, it's like a very clearly painted on like squirrely, swirly, googly line. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. we're going to play like baseball and they're going to have to, and everyone's going to be running on right. this weird specific path. Like, right, give right. me the jokes. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, that's a funnier setup for, like, the big showdown with the other camp where it's, like, you know, part of the thing with Major League Baseball is all the stadiums are a little bit different. And so, like, the outfields will have a weird shape or there's, like, a kind of a quirk to it. And it's like, oh, Does well, the grass, the- <laughs> is it, like, different grasses? Well, no, I'm just it's more like the shapes of the outfields, hmm. like uh, the the distance to, like, the, the home run distance is different in every ballpark and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. there's, like... A uh, very, very long time ago, there was the polo grounds in New York, which had like an insanely long uh, home, like home run distance was bonkers long back in the day. Huh. Whereas like, you know, like, the, but if you pick any five major league baseball stadiums, like a home run will be a slightly different distance in each one. And the outfields will have slightly different shapes and stuff. It's not like crazy different, but there's slight differences. Yeah. Uh, the joke that you mentioned earlier is probably my favorite of Bill Murray's announcement jokes where they're leaving the mess hall. And he's like, the winner of tonight's contest was uh, John Smith, who guessed some kind of beef. Tonight's meat was veal. <laughs> it was just uh, the, the funny line, but it, my brain thought this was like an earnest yeah. line from the movie. Right. right, right. I get that. I get that. Uh, so Spaz and I, I started calling this guy John Popcorn because he's like almost John Candy. Yeah, he wishes he like really wishes. <laughs> right. He's like a discount version. He's like the popcorn, not the candy. Yeah, sure. Uh, he the, this is where they play tennis. Um, the the peanut trash. They're playing the peanut um, blackjack, uh, as you were mentioning. And then one of the wildest things, there's a clock transition. I missed that. It goes like it's like a star wipe, except it's the like oh. ends of a clock to like indicate passing of time. It goes from three o'clock to like it's like three, six, nine, twelve. And then there, it's like, oh, now the kid has all the peanuts and Bill Murray has none. Also, what is with that helmet that Bill Murray wears? I I don't get the helmet. And also, did you read any of the like graffiti in the can in the cabin yeah. where he stays? I really liked the one. There's like a huge thing that says door and then written under in Sharpie is no kidding. Yeah, and that was fun. Um, so yeah, they're playing blackjack, I think. Yes. Uh, and the kids winning because apparently, I mean, my friend explained that like blackjack is the game where the the dealer will talk to you and explain things because it's not like they can do anything, assuming the cards aren't stacked or. So you saying stacked, rigged? Yeah, stack the deck. Yeah. No, stack the deck is the term. Which I thought was cute. Yeah, I've never played it in Vegas because I'm way too cheap. Uh. You you just lose your money so quickly. <laughs> yeah, we we played it at um, Eastern State when they um they had, for their Halloween haunt thing. When you get mm-hmm. to the end, you can pay like ten bucks or like some reasonable amount of money to like go into this other wing of the prison, like or cell uh-huh. block. And then there's like a little bar, and then some of the the 
cells are open and there's a little like like a fortune teller or a blackjack table or whatever. Oh, that's fun. And so it was just literally like me and me and my boyfriend and our friends in this room one at a time going up playing a little blackjack with the person to win a piece of can- like Halloween candy. <laughs> so like uh-huh. very low stakes. But I was like, yeah, I don't understand yeah. this. And she was like, the person was like, let me get, let me tell you the, how it works. And I was like, cool. Yeah. I, my understanding is most Vegas games, they are happy to teach you as long as it's not crowded because they're like, yeah, we want you to know how to play the game and spend your money. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Murray goes to round up the, C- the boy CITs. And it, again, there's a, a real attractive bunch. <laughs> Hardware uh, is the, the one Crockett, uh, is a guy who became like a very well uh, regarded finance writer, like uh, Wall Street Journal and such. Oh, that's cool. He only acted in four things and became that. And he wrote this like very telling article about Enron like a year before all the House of Cards <laughs> came down. And people were like, yeah, in hindsight, he kind of laid it all out there, didn't he? It's like how, how um, uh, not Horace, that's Monster Squad. Is it Chunk? Yeah, Chunk is an entertainment lawyer. Is an entertainment lawyer. Like I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to they had to talk to Chunk to get data for yes. uh everything everywhere. Magnificent. Uh the counselors kidnap Morty and they move him to a bed outside. I was really surprised this didn't have a gag where they drugged him first because of how deeply asleep he is. They like but that's turn his bed like sideways. That, this feels very much like the heightened world I I I, I want. Yeah. Like yeah, of course he's he's so deep asleep they can ratchet him to the bed and turn the bed sideways. Yeah, yeah, it's a good gag. This is a running a running joke throughout the thing of like they keep putting Morty into dumber and dumber places. Yeah, it's fun. They have it. They string ropes between trees and have him like like he's in a damn spider a web. Fort. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's Parents' Day already because I was like, I don't know how long we've been at camp. It seems early for Parents' Day, but whatever. Yeah, and we get one of those like bummer 70s ballads that they just throw in that sounds like you're watching like a health class video yeah the only the bright spot of this is well we're getting that because it's the it immediately transitions to bill murray being like hey rudy is your dad coming no well my dad's not coming either can you hang out with me this would have been Uh, weird to explain that his mom's fucking dead yeah yeah agreed how about your mom oh she she's dead like come on Yeah, I get the impression that Murray already knows at that point, which is weird. Again, cool movie. We don't. Yeah, I I agree. I'm convinced that we missed it. So we're gonna get someone is gonna tweet and be like, "Hey, dummies!" It's like in the first scene, um, which is fine. But I really like Spaz helping his dad park and having him back just straight into uh-huh. another car and break it. It's really good. Oh, also, Bill Murray tells a Polish joke, like we were talking. We've talked about many that. times in the podcast. He does one of those, like you know yada 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 Pol- polish people are stupid jokes like that were blonde jokes in our was era. he they were telling it to when it was just him and rudy hanging rudy. out yeah yeah huh it's like a, it's clearly uh adr a joke that he tells rudy as they're like walking back totally missed that uh we have some sexy book time with the ladies which i think this scene is actually quite like the the, the boys are being pervy here of course but it's like such like a kinder version of this scene it's than so, you get. It's so strange that they're just crawling under the under their cabin to listen to them. Right, right. It's it is strange and weird. It's more of an creepy. invasion of privacy than it is right, anything else. Right. 
Right. I don't get me wrong. I get why it's creepy, but it's just like such a sweeter and kinder version of this than most movies get, which is just like, hey, let's watch him in the shower. Yeah. Monster Squad, they're taking pictures through a mic through a telescope. Like, yeah, yeah. But it was weird that they couldn't hear the girls walking away. Yes. Yes. Uh, they're, this is Spaz and Finkelstein, and they're they're listening to the girls read like a sexy book and kind of giggle over it. The girls, one of them coughs. <laughs> or I can't remember who says it. Well, one of the Spaz and or Finkelstein is like, I'm getting a boner. I think it's, it's Spaz. Like, I was like, why are you yelling this out loud? Why are you telling your friend? Yeah, you can, don't. Why are you screaming? This is not the time. <laughs> You're one inch under a floorboard, an uninsulated cabin floorboard. Uh, so they get they get caught, and the girls like kind of grab Spaz and cover his mouth so he can't, you know, give up the ghost. And they pants Finkelstein and spank him with a fly swatter, which feels like an appropriate. Yeah, it's fun. And this is where I went. So far, there's no conflict. <laughs> I was like, we're yeah, we're getting deep in this movie, and I'm waiting for a thing to happen. <laughs> Oh, and they also they also run Spaz's pants or not Spaz Finkelstein's Finks. pants up the flagpole. They get the camp boat. John Candy in uh, summer rental. Yeah, up, up a flagpole in summer rental. He runs it up the sail post at the end. Oh, of the yes, so they, to get we, the last. We need boost more of sail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We need one more yard of cloth, which has to be against the rules of that competition. I'm sure there's a lot that's against the rules of that competition. <laughs> Well, the thing where they put extra weight on the boat and then just throw it into the ocean has always delighted me. It's like, that would be such a funny thing to do to like, I mean, it would be dumb. You'd lose the race, but like have the ability to just like jettison a bunch of weight mid race. Yeah, throw out all the frozen food, scoop it up. Yeah. Also, I want the yeah. scene at the end where they have to like turn the boat around and scoop it up with a net because that's, that's profit, baby. <laughs> um. Uh, they get the, uh, Morty, the camp counselor, the camp owner, again as they drive off to the to the basketball game with the rival camp. He's just they just like yes. left him by the side of the road in his bed this time. Yeah, this is this is where we're like starting to set up the air quotes conflict of the movie, but it's not it's not anything. It's just like they go get their asses kicked in a basketball game. But like the the, the camp Mohawk basketball team should have been like the Harlem Globetrotters. Yes, hundred percent. So like instead, they're having they're, they're like, goofing around, but also yes. very good at basketball. Yeah, it's like th- we are so much better than you that we can do. <laughs> we this, can we know. can do whatever we want. We can right. We can write a doctoral thesis. Right, right. Like I got a, a you know I got a thing you think is full of water, but it's actually confetti. You know that kind of business. Yeah, I would like to see one of their games. It seems fun. I don't want to get selected. I, I, I want to hide far away in the back so that I don't get. There's, on- there's no selection. There's audience participation. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you meant like you have to play basketball. No, no. no I mean, I'm, I'm sure they would make like, you like they w- do a free throw or whatever. But it's yeah I, yeah. I don't need audience participation. I just want to see them do their thing. Okay, I was like, they do not want you to play them in basketball. They want it to be like a somewhat competitive game. Is it? I just assumed it was like. It's it's so there's like I've I have gotten curious about this at multiple points. They normally have the Washington Generals who are there like you know. So do they the always the fight g- them or fight them play them <laughs> often, but not always because they'll also do things where it's like oh we're playing the you know the high school basketball team of X town like the actual high school basketball team yeah 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 or oh. or something akin to it and they will like. Let it be close for a while and then just, you know, win by 30 at the end. Then just dunk on them, literally. Right, right. It's like those, the Atlanta Bananas in baseball. (laughs) 
Right, the traveling softball team. No, there. I is it softball or baseball? I thought I thought the Atlanta Bananas were baseball. It could be baseball. Maybe I'm. But there's also there's only like one other team that I've seen that does like goofy hijinks baseball. Yeah. So I'm like, do you just travel? Do you just tour together? And is that what this is? No, it's usually it's usually the hijinks team plays somebody who plays straight so that the hijinks look bigger. It's like a classic wrestling jobber. Right. It's like you want if you have a big monster wrestler who throws people around, you want to put them in there against a guy that's like a buck. But it's got to be like the Blue Rocks. It's got to be like a D tier team. Right. I think I think it's more like they travel around and play other teams like local teams or whatever. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they're they're not. Yeah, they're not fighting like like the 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 Phillies fighting again. No, it wouldn't be a professional baseball team. No, no. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's more like, you know, local semi-pro team. But just like some of the hijinks I see, they're like, you know, on stilts or like yes. literally they have a grill. They're grilling hot dogs in the outfield or <laughs> yeah, on the pitcher's yeah, mound. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, how can another team not be like, I don't like I just want to pitch a fucking ball and hit a ball. Like, wouldn't that? Well, that's the, the well, that's the gimmick is like we're so much better at you than baseball than you at baseball that we can do this and beat you still. I just always assumed they were. Never mind. We're gonna get really into the inside, the literal inside <laughs> baseball here. We can take this conversation offline. So they play this like insane goon brand of basketball, and also like the North Star team doesn't even wear the same color shirt. Right. Like you right. can't all wear They're, a white shirt or a black shirt. Right. Or there's not like pennies. Because like I understand that like the rich team has official uniforms that look right. good, but like right. you can't. You right. all have the same color shirt. Right. Right. Presumably, anyway, you can all get a white shirt right. for the one game a year. <laughs> uh, and also later, we see them all in Camp North Star T-shirts. Which, again, those. there's got to be a camp, camp T-shirt. Right, right. But yeah, it's just like you have mentioned this before, but it's like it's just so insane. Instead of it being like, you know, we watch them warm up and they're doing like the, the layup line. And it's just like one after another, these like perfect form layups and guys doing like tomahawk dunks from the foul line and just like crazy basketball skill. It's like, no, they're just assholes. Like they beat they beat them up physically, which is not how you play basketball. No, no. The the this leads to Bill Murray giving them like a kind of funny halftime speech, and then they do the tip off. The Camp North Star just pants the guys of the other team, and they all run away. Yeah, it's I'm just like then why why go at that point if you don't if you know you're gonna lose right right just everyone go swimming today. We're gonna have a free day. Right. Yeah, I it seems more fun for everyone. And also the fat character, quote unquote, is playing with a candy bar in his hand. Yes, he also is doing like granny dribble which is just so funny like and he scored like the only never... point yes by accident well yeah. he got scared and threw the ball away <laughs> but he's doing the like slap the ball and not actually dribble oh yeah, yeah yeah um they leave so morty who they left behind on the way there bikes there halfway through the game then yes. when they do their g- great pantsing plan they don't get him on the bus right they leave him behind to bike back and- and he gets caught by this gang of children, and instead of them beating up Morty, they just tear his bicycle to shreds. Well, that seems that seems more sportsmanlike. Yeah. Uh, so Wheels and Al reunite. They're the ones we heard about in the gossip who had like been last summer's it couple. But there's so many like scenes that were written to be a thing that were just like not earned emotional payoffs, and this is one of them. I was like. I haven't spent enough time with any character 
to like give a shit about their relationship. Like right. later when all that like they're all like hooking up and like connecting, like call me Crockett, I love you. I'm like, I who are you? <laughs> yeah, that part was really weird. The the Crockett you did a thing ever... on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a thing, and I'm supposed to give a shit. <laughs> She like very loudly declared that she was into him, which was like kind of funny. Like well, I like you that, but like yeah, yeah, that's that to the next scene of I love you, Crockett, or whatever the hell. Let's have sex. Well, they were a thing the previous summer, so they like they have a built-in background that we just didn't see. Al and Wheeler, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not Crockett and so so no 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 no. But I, oh, sorry, I apologize. I got I got my camp uh, CIT is confused. Uh, there is a good, this is another good announcement gag, gag where uh, I assume all of these were done in, in post Probably. Like, ADR, but there's like a person on water skis and Bill Murray's like, hey, you on the water skis. And the person falls like, down. Whoa. That's fine. I, I thought that was good. Oh, the fourth Meatballs movie is about water skiing instructors. Corey Feldman is like a water skiing whiz. <laughs> sure. Sure. Water skiing must have been very hot in 19. You know what I want? I want the Meatballs X Sleepaway Camp collab. <laughs> Honestly, it's funny. Angela beheads Bill rules, Murray. <laughs> our new rules opened up all of Sleepaway Camp because they take place between 79 and 92. Well, there's I think there's the new w- sort of one. That was... I'm sorry. I, I meant Meatballs, not Sleepaway oh, Camp. You're, you're out of your fucking mind if you think I'm doing more Meatballs. <laughs> You can go right you to hell. To meatballs two through four? You don't want to complete the quadrilogy? I don't. I'm a vegetarian now. I don't want more meatballs. <laughs> well, these are vegan meatballs. Gross. Meatballs. Um, we're at the dance, and um, again, they're just like talking about the girls rather than like going to talk to the girls. <laughs> sure, like most teen boys that I was friends with. Like... <laughs> But like, oh, you know what's a great way to like kiss a girl? Talk to her. You know how you're not going to kiss a girl? Talk to your fucking friends about her. Unless you're kissing them, which I don't know, maybe. This was like, oh, someone took a video of my real life. (laughs) I was like, I couldn't relate to this more if I was in it. Uh, Is the... Going across the lake with the CITs right after the dance. Yeah, Bill Murray's... All of a sudden, Bill Murray's, like, packing a bag and talking to to Rudy. And I was like, where is he going? He's like, I have to go on this overnight with the CITs. And I was like, any any explanation, a, a, a morsel of dialogue would have been lovely. So I I feel like... I feel like I know of this as a thing for sleepaway camps where it's like... There's like a reward for the kids as like a thanks for working hard that they kind of get to like go off away from the kids and they definitely drink and screw around. I mean, like usually thing. it was you get like once a week you could. I mean, like according to what I've read and like seen, okay. you get like once a week you can kind of sneak off camp and do your own thing. Got it. Got it. I think usually but do it. In, I love usually do it in shifts. I think like half of them would go so that the other half would be would there for emergencies. That would make sense. Well, that's counselors. These are the CITs. Oh right! I, oh. So this is like the, there's also well, only like you, three counselors at this camp. So right, right, right. Well, you don't have to pay a CIT, you see. Oh, okay. So it's you have you pay half the rate to go to camp because you're a counselor in training. Wait, it's not free. Oh no, <laughs> no horseshit. 
This is capitalism, baby. Horseshit. Well, you can pay us to work. Yeah, no, that's, I hear it. I hear it, and I hate it. <laughs> and as a reward, we let you go off and fornicate in the woods. And get murdered by someone with a mask on. Yeah, but I love, we're in the we're in canoes, and it's like, generally three to canoe. Uh, Bill Murray and uh, Roxanne are like supervising this little overnight. And Spaz is in a is it a canoe with a babe and he gets so distracted by her adjusting her bikini bottoms as she's tanning she's of course not helping paddle the canoe of course and he like he, he's like it's really good uh physical business for this actor he's like paddling paddling looks at her adjust her bottoms and just like keeps paddling but has dropped the oar yeah it was very funny and then they i gotta say a little too much singing in this movie a little too much singing. I don't need to hear your full song as a group. We can fade to black and get and open on the campfire real quicker. Yeah, yeah. The 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 other song is like kind of funny enough that like I could get a couple uh, of bars of it. I think a couple bars. And you didn't need to do. This no, is a sixteen I was just bar about cut. To say that this is a sixteen right, bar right. cut audition. We don't right, need the full right. song. Thank you. I could have done four. Yeah. Bill Murray tells the classic, like, guy with a hook for his hand story. Do you think this was an old story at this point? I gotta be, yeah. Because even in the movie, they're like, every character has heard this story before. Yeah. With the classic, you know, radio bulletin at the beginning of the story. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. It is it is the classic version of the hook for the hand You think guy. it started in, like, the uh, 50s? I can't imagine, like, in be. the 40s it's, that they were it like... Feels like a, it feels like a make-out point thing. Which, again, feels very 50s. So I was agreeing yeah. with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel like I would guess this originated then, like the rise of car culture and teens are out and about by themselves. It just feels like it, and the whole like escaped from the mental institution also feels very fifties. Yeah, yeah. Um, After a lobotomy, I, I like, they're not doing anything. I like the <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I like mean, come on. <laughs> I like the punchline of Bill Murray actually has a hook hand. Yeah, that was fun. Very good. Although there is a shot of the hook, like on the on the shore of the beach, as like Bill Murray and Roxanne are hooking up, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, is this going to come into play later?" And it's like, "No, it's no, just, it was just, it was just trailing like, all their clothes." Yeah, uh, there's also like as I said, the kids are all like, "I heard the story before, but in my version it was blank, and my version was blank." And Spaz is like, "In my version, he had a hook for a foot," and and uh, Johnny Popcorn is like, "He had a hook for a foot. How would that even work?" <laughs> Oh, also, while Bill Murray was telling this campfire story, I wrote, you, sir, are no John Candy. <laughs> My spooky campfire story showman, you are not. It's fair. He does a good job with this, but John Candy's is better. I agree with that. Uh, and then after we see, well, we hear John, uh, Bill Murray and Roxanne doing it and then going in the water. Did you catch her Canadianism there? A boot. <laughs> right? I don't remember what a boot, what it was uh-huh. a boot. But it was but the it word was about, a boot something. Yeah. Um, Spaz comes back to talk to Fink and he's like, it's all a boot. The littlest hobo. <laughs> he's like, oh, we were we walked in the woods and when we held hands and I was like, I thought this was so sweet. It was very sweet. But I was like, even okay. I know that, like, if I say we did it in the we did something in the woods, holding hands is not a thing like they're. They're both so excited about this little consensual handholding, and then they unveil a heavyweights esque treasure trove of snacks. Yeah, he pulls the the he pulls the newel post off of the bed frame and dumps out <laughs> yes. all of his candy. Yeah, this is the weird thing with Crockett, and I can't remember the uh, the woman's uh, name. Bl- attractive like, blonde 
CIT. Well, there's four of them. Yeah. Yeah. And only one of them has a name. But he's like, no, call me Crockett. She's like, what? He's like, I like it when you call me Crockett. And then she's going, Crockett, Crockett, like Delilah style. And I'm like, what is happening? Or like in Death Becomes Her, when Goldie Hawn says sex and sexual. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so this is, the, this is about an hour into this 90 minute movie. It's like, ah, it's the Camp Olympiad tomorrow. Also, we never heard one of Rudy's announcements because Bill Murray said you have no. to do the announcements while I'm gone. So I thought maybe we'd yes. hear one. Right. Right. And he told Rudy he had to run two miles, then two and a half, and then three. Yeah. Which, like, how long are you gone? Right. He said only overnight. So he's talking to Rudy about, like, the thing he's in. He's in the potato race and the egg toss, neither of which we see in the Olympia no, with Rudy participating. We do see a potato sack race, and it's all six-year-olds, which, like, so there's no way said, that was supposed to be what Rudy was in. He said potato race, though, which made me think it was like, you know, the thing where you run with an egg on a spoon? Yeah. I thought it was going to be like that because he said the guy fell and mashed his potato. Oh, I thought he was just being dumb. Like he was a potato sack race gotcha. and he fell and mashed his Cause, potatoes. Because running with a potato on a spoon would be much harder than an egg because of how heavy a potato is. I feel like it would ha- It would be more like, like a, a potato. Isn't there one? Oh, you know what? I'm thinking there was one where... It's probably similar to this. It was like basically a diving ring with four uh-huh. ropes. This was a field day activity with four okay. ropes that stri- tied to it. And there was like a, a small ball, like a kickball or a dodgeball okay. on top. And you all had to hold it up and walk ah. and walk it together. Okay. So I'm thinking it was that kind of situation where it was like they had it tied four ways or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I was I, I was thinking of the spoon race. Uh, also, the mohawk when they do the 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 flame, the, the torch, torch yeah. the mohawk dude fully spits on the North Star girl in front of everyone. The Wild. staff of both camps—it's crazy how like these guys are just like comically mean. Yeah, and again, they're all cheating, and I was like, they should just be like, we're rich and we train and we're good at things. Yeah, but I see. I took it as like, oh, of course the rich people cheat to win. That feels very on brand. But there was, but also North Star is just bad. Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. They're you just don't need to cheat. Bad at the games. Anyway. They're, they're, yeah. There's this very weird scene where it's like pole vaulting without the pole. I guess do you just call it vaulting? It's the the high jump. Oh, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And so the the mohawk guy does it and he clears it and it's beautiful and then um is it crockett no, it's heinous it is heinous form neither of these guys do the fosbury flop i was very upset about it it's unbelievable that they wouldn't be doing the fosbury flop r slash whoosh you've never seen someone do the high jump before no i mean maybe but the first there's guy looks like named, he did it fine there's a man named fosbury who invented the fosbury flop which is that you run to this thing and then you jump but you go over it back first and you are able to clear and you can jump the highest by doing his technique it's why all the jumpers use it hmm. um but so then no Fosbury flops. Is it's it, a fun word to use. You is should, it Crockett? You should, Crockett is the one I think who's doing the jump. And he's like, Bill Murray's like, I don't know. You're terrible. We're all terrible. And he goes to do the jump and there's this like weird musical sting. It sounds like it sounds like an episode of Murder, She Wrote. And we're seeing someone get <laughs> shot, like killed secretly. Yeah. There's a, or like something. There's like a musical sting. He does the jump and he fails and he hits it, the, the thing. And then there's another, another like accompanying sting that sounds like we got him, guys. But like, yeah, no one yeah. did anything. 
There's right, no like right. they greased the like or they put tape on the pole or something like. Right, right, yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, they're just bad at all the games. And then the the next events are wild. There's boxing, boxing, which is insane. Uh, field hockey, which is like fairly. I, I, I almost, it surprised me that there's a team sport, but it's not like I almost really wrote weird. land hockey. <laughs> I, I was like ice hockey and land hockey. No. It's funny that sport is like exclusively played by women in the states, and internationally it's co-ed. Like men play is it really play it? Not necessarily together, but there are men's teams and women's. Huh. Teams. I just know it's um, very violent and uh, a, a women's sport here. Yeah, yeah. But the one girl goes full knee on knee, like real evil shit, and breaks the other girl's leg. Yeah, it's totally absurd. Then it becomes an all-out girl fight. Speaking of. Not speaking of Mean Girls. In my head, I made a Mean Girls reference because that's how the movie ends. And then I realized I didn't actually say it. Yeah. Um, and so then we cut to like, they're all in the mess hall or the the like. It's like a lounge area. Yeah. It's where it's big enough to fit all the campers. And the uh, Morty's like, so they're winning by a lot. And then Bill Murray gives a speech about how like they're all talented and like doing great things and like they're training for these events and it doesn't matter. And I was like, but also like you all are objectively bad at these games. Like it, but I, we I didn't do- see you train and then fail. We <laughs> just right. like, I guess I'll do the jump. Well, I think his I love that his speech is like this stuff is stupid and you shouldn't care about it. It just doesn't matter. Oh, I hate it. Just doesn't matter. And I'm I'm sure I, I don't care for Bill Murray, but I hated the speech. I I thought it was really like whether you like the speech's content, like the speech's delivery or not. I'm talking about like the content of like the whole time I was watching this, I was like, there are no stakes to this fight. You don't need to care this much. And Bill Murray is like, hey, we don't have to care about this. It doesn't matter. I thought that was really refreshing for a movie like this. Yeah, I don't know. It it makes sense that like the campers would care about the camp Olympiad. Right. But I think he like gives them this like, you know, like a lot of times a sports speech is like you know, rabble, 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 like get everybody entertained. This is in our time cases. on the ice or whatever the mirror right. fucking speech is. Right, right. But in this time, in this version, it's like, hey, everybody just needs to relax. Like, just chill. You're all overthinking this. And that's what works. Like this group of, this group of players needs to just be told to breathe, you know? Yeah. So uh, day two, Olympiad a starts. Big old sexy bear referee. <laughs> I was like, oh, hello, where have you been? <laughs> He looks like the front of some yacht rock band that I don't know the name of. <laughs> I can see that. Like he's up there with a keyboard and just like crooning. Yeah. 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 The, the video has like three of his heads that are like swirling around in circles like a kaleidoscope filter. <laughs> um, She's a one. I, want. I made a Michael McDonald. But like you, Michael you, Michael you did Michael McDonald singing the purple heap leader. <laughs> well, no, I it sounded like you were about to say one eyed, one horned. No, I said, she's the one I want. Oh. I just made up some words. Uh, so we're swimming. We get a, a fish in the suit and we get the uh, my favorite callback of this. The meatballs also, song comes back. Why are there even referees if everyone is just cheating? <laughs> it doesn't make a lot. They're like wrestling referees. They're just there for show. It's like, I feel like there was a thing that I now I can't remember that like. The rule is there are no rules, so everyone just cheats the whole time. And I can't remember what it is yeah. or what it's from. It's driving me nuts now. 
I I can also hear it in my head, but I don't know the answer. Also, I was thinking of this just now because I wrote down the Bob's Burgers thing here, but I said it earlier. Like, couldn't you just imagine Marshmallow singing the song on Bob's Burgers? Oh my God, Meatballs. yes. <laughs> and it's like, like there's like- a, It's like her head epi- in like 20% transparency in front of the screen. So here's here's the episode. It's like- a fun it's an italian dinner fundraiser you know like the spaghetti dinners that mm-hmm. you go to yeah and of course like uh jimmy pesto thinks that like of course he should do the catering but bob wants to do the catering he's like you know i work with beef i can make a meatball and then they're like we're gonna have a meatball off and they have like a meatball making like a taste off yeah. and it's they're like they and then it's marshmallow is one of the judges and she's singing about the meatballs yeah I have a th- I have a theory that they're going to that Jimmy Pesto's never coming back and his wife is going his ex wife is going to come take his place in the show. Did what happened with the Jimmy Pesto? January sixth. Oh boy. Oh shit! I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. that's why he was yeah. not in the show after that. I forgot. Oof, Quietly oof. just written out and never mentioned again. And so, wow. but like Jimmy Junior still popped up. But the, not his that. kids are still there. Uh, okay, Andy well, and Ollie. Okay, we'll have to revise my pitch to take out the character I forgot got written off the show because he's a shithead. Ah! My theory is that it's going to just be his wife. Like he's, in, it's going to be like he left to go do something, and his wife, his ex wife, came back, and she's going to take care. of She's going to like raise the kids and run the restaurant. Uh, That's my theory. Or, or they'll just never have that. They'll just never mention that rivalry again. I forgot about him not being on this season. It just seems like a thing you just have on a back burner. Right. Uh, so the, then we're playing some uh, softball or baseball. Well, and, and there's like, the wrestling. Qu- like, yes, yeah. Greek style wrestling, which. Well, it's like, it is like Olympic wrestling, but also the one guy's doing like pro wrestling a, bits with his costume. He does a drop kick, which I was like, there's no way that's allowed in this. <laughs> no, you but cannot also, do a single leg drop kick. I. They start the wrestling match with like one guy on all fours facing That's how a direction. Wrestling often starts, and the other guy already has his arms around him. Yep. They don't start facing each other. The the that seems insane. Rounds, the subsequent rounds start with one wrestler having advantage, which is the guy on his knees. And Do they like flip a coin top. for the first one? Uh, no. They start. They start face to face. They his didn't. Feet. This one did not start face. This one started with. Well, yeah, I know, but it's just I, so that's it's, why I was it's confused. A dumb movie. No, it's a dumb movie. But there, that 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 is a real thing in in Olympic wrestling. So, but this character should have been a re- like a pro wrestling fan. Yes, assuming exactly. that that was like a thing. In yeah, it was absolutely. Yeah. Well, I don't know like when it boomed. I mean, it didn't boom at this time, but like pro wrestling was huge in the seventies in different parts of the country. Yeah, like he should have been like a pro wrestling fan. This is your like prime Ric Flair era. Oh, okay. NWA in the in the in the Carolinas. That's why I love. Exactly right. I was laughing. His uh his documentary is called Woo Becoming Ric Flair. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very bad man. I'm sure, but extremely bad man. How can you ever be Richard Flair again? Because literally, have you seen the trailer for it? I've seen the I've seen the documentary. Kidding? Of course, I've seen the documentary. I don't know. (laughs) The trailer for it is literally like talking heads of like. Ric Flair is my idol, like people in like wrestling outfits, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, after yeah. like, sk- give me like uh, three sentences of Rick about Ric Flair, but give a pause after each one. The the most stylish, Woo! the most flamboyant, Woo! 
the world champion. Woo! Like after every fucking talking head yeah. was like yeah. in the next room, woo. And I was like, we are so deep into the rails. So, okay, let me, let me. Like, I know that's his thing, thing, but it's just hilarious to me. One of, one of Ric Flair's signatures was just a classic chop to the chest. Okay. Like you just, you just put the guy in the corner or you can do it anywhere in the ring, but oftentimes the guy's like backed into the corner. You un, you unleash just a big slap across the chest. It is so ubiquitously Ric Flair's move that whenever anyone does a chest slap in any wrestling promotion anywhere in the United States, the whole crowd, woo! <laughs> like, unbelievable, like, like uh, again, very bad man. But Is uh, his daughter okay? Is she cool? I have no idea about her personal business, but she's a pretty okay wrestler. <laughs> she's not had any controversies like uh, exposing himself to a flight attendant. <laughs> well, fair. Uh, she would probably be on the, the receiving end of that yes, as as a yeah, woman in the wrestling industry. Would, it feels more like you would think she'd be the yeah. receiver. Yeah, you would think. Uh, the best thing in this whole competition is this cup stacking thing. I've never seen it before. It's so good. I've never seen it before, and I'll never see it again. <laughs> I don't think. I was like, I don't know what. Well, we're of doing. course, you're not going to see it again. But it's. I I thought it was like the best version of these things I could imagine. This should be at every one of these type of things, like field day. I just got confused by like. It seems weird that this Olympiad has both cup stacking and wrestling <laughs> and Olympic wrestling. Well, like well, it seems wild get, that it's not all goofy shit. You got to get events for me and you in the thing because both of us are at the camp. Fair, I guess. Like there should also be a singing competition. No, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> I hate karaoke bad enough. I don't need I don't need Camp Scott talent. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't need every nasally soprano from their high, who's the star of their high school's choir, squawking out fucking Phantom of the Opera. Get out of here. Uh, uh, it would not be Phantom of the Opera. Come on. You know what it would be. Cats? It'd be Memory, then. Uh, memory is a great one, but not the one I was thinking of, which is the one from Les Mis. I dreamed a dream it, No, because I'm talking, I'm talking about a very specific type of soprano who all sings fucking think of me from phantom and it's like stop okay. it <laughs> um so we do the cup stacking uh, this, the they're the getting cup, ready. I, i'm so disappointed that you don't even like the cup stacking. i think it's I cute i just so think it's fun. it's just so strange i was like what the the range of events is wild yeah here. i mean we're playing calvin ball you're right uh, the slingshot comes back, but this time Camp uh, North. <laughs> Some little Star. kid at Camp North Star wails on his knees. <laughs> it's so good. It's very pro wrestling. Like, comes back God, with a two by a, four. <laughs> he's got a two by four. It's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh my God. Black. Um, so Spaz finally wins an event for them. He's Everyone's excited. Um, there's a hot dog eating contest and this like. A bunless hot dog eating contest. To be which specific. honestly. I'm in favor of because all you're doing with the buns is just soaking them in water and slurping them, which it's very gross just stop. Thinking. We can just do the hot dog. <laughs> just do the hot dog. But the record is for HDBs. I'm whatever. Um, so this like here's, mountain of here's beef. My, here's my beef. Thank you for the pun with this. The way they have set this up, it is impossible to keep score. Why are they not getting plates with five hot dogs on them at a time? And it's like, you've cleared a plate. Okay, I think they both count. have the same amount of hot dogs in the tray. 
Right, but then afterwards you're going to have to meticulously count the tray out. It would take forever. I mean, in the movie, they just have him eat 200 hot dogs. But it's just like, normally someone would eat like, as someone who has been in a hot dog eating competition with a professional eater, I can say this confidently. Who was it? In college, I was the food critic. And there was a kid on campus who was on, there was like a, a competitive eating had such a moment when I was in college. That I remember. Fox, Fox did like a, a competitive eating show that featured like, college students and he was one of the contestants so i reached out to this guy i found him on facebook and i was like hey i write the food column do you want to do a competition head to head like is that something you'd be interested in and the guy was like hell yeah that sounds fun so we did a hot dog eating competition and i can't remember how many i ate i think it was like 15 in like 12 how many minutes six okay that's a lot it was it was a respectable amount of hot dogs Uh, he had like he showed up at my apartment with some friends. We did this, and he had like a massive hangover. Like he told me this. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm so hungover," and I was like, "Okay, do you not want to do this?" He's like, "No, it's fine. I'll be okay." And then Wait, you did this in like, your apartment. This wasn't like at a in a space. Well, I mean, what space did I have access to? I, I thought maybe there'd be an office at the paper or <laughs> the paper. The paper did have an office, but there's no way to cook hot dogs there. Okay. So I was just like, the only way that this makes sense is like, either we go pay for it or I'll make hot dogs. And he was like, no, just make hot dogs. So I just boiled a bunch of hot dogs. And we put them in buns. Um, I wrote an article about this. I'll have to see if I can find it and I'll post it with it. Um, but so the thing the professional leaders do where they like fill their cheeks Mm-hmm. Like as time expires, he like had a big mouthful of hot dog and bun, like really distended face of hot dog and bun. That's and how I eat cheese. Like, and he was like, uh, you know, time goes off. And if he had swallowed that, we would have tied. And he's like, uh, I don't think I want to swallow this. And I was like, okay, but it's like, <laughs> and it's like okay. And so he just like horked, like spit it all up into a trash can, which is very disgusting, as you might imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I won, and then I didn't eat for like a day and a half. Fair. But yeah, this like mountain of beef steps out of a car, and I was like, "Where have you been this entire movie?" An absolute unit, a pro wrestler type yes. person, absolutely. And so this was like, I, I know I, I don't like Bill Murray. This scene, yeah. I was like angry at. This him. made me mad, so mad. You're not helping. You're hurting this guy. You're not doing anything. Like, him. what the fuck are you doing? Get like just. You should be in the crowd screaming. He should be in the front row screaming. Yeah. But yeah. he's like literally or even standing behind him and screaming, but not touching him. He's like tickling him and wiggling him and shaking him. And at one point yeah, he puts him in yeah. a fucking chokehold. And I was like, how do you think you're helping? What do you think you're it's adding so to this? Stupid. I was so mad. Right. Right. He wins. Yeah, but though. He wins, of course. Yeah. Uh, which brings up our last event, which is the four mile marathon, which I'm sorry. It's just an egregious misuse of the word. Marathon. Not a marathon, but also they're like this last event is worth 20 points and i was like why is the event with one person per camp worth 20 points this should right. be like this the team thing should be worth 20 right right honestly this should have been set up the way they set it up is much better set up in the in heavyweights which is that it's a relay yes it should have been a relay so it's like the run the hot dog eating the the cups the cup stacking like all this could have been done as a relay which i think would have been really fun yeah i agree um but so no one wants to do the run, I guess, which like fair. No yeah. one wants to fucking run. Right. Four miles is stupid. And then Bill Murray's like, hey, Rudy, Rudy can run. And this one counselor goes, yeah, right. He can't catch a football. And I was like, I don't know why those two things are related, my dude. They are deeply unrelated. It's like being like, he can't bake a cake. He doesn't know how to change his oil in his car. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. What are we doing? 
that's not an apples to oranges. That's more like an apples to carburetors. <laughs> yes, I, sir. I think you should close your mouth. And so everyone is like, no, he's the fucking worst. <laughs> this poor kid lost his mom and immediately everyone at camp is like, you suck ass. Right, right. But also they're like, well, no one else wants to do it. So I guess you have to win for us. Yeah. And Bill it's Murray a real Rudolph situation, happen. which Rudy, I guess. It is a guess. real Rudolph situation. Which, like, yeah, yeah. Rudolph should, Rudolph should turn around and kick some, kick those fuckers in the face. That's how yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer should end. Oh, now that I'm useful, you care about me? Eat shit, Santa's Workshop. Yeah. Come play our games. How about you come play my game? And it's a game where I kick the shit out of you. <laughs> How about you play my game? It's called I Hunt You. <laughs> <laughs> How about we play Bambi and you be the mom? <laughs> and I'll play man. Click, click. <laughs> yes, that's it. And the nose is like a red dot sight. He like uses his <laughs> exactly. nose through the scope. His nose has the, the, the hair, the, fuck it, what's the, the trigger, hair trigger? Crosshairs. That's yeah, the word. Crosshairs. Thank you. Uh, so Ru- Bill Murray gives Rudy a little pep talk, tells him how to win That's the race. Cute. Rudy, of course, wins the race. Uh, but no, um, you, I think you're glossing over the the five minute race in which there's really long. in which there's no music and just the diegetic sound of two young men running <laughs> through the woods, breathing heavily. <sighs> it's it's a real. Are you watching porn in there? <laughs> yeah, I was like. I was like, oh, the ring gets in triumph. We get one little like tinkle of wind chimes for like triumphant music, and that's it for yeah. the five minutes. And I was like, can we just do a thing? <laughs> uh, so the movie's not quite over, even though should it's be. like this This would be the end. Uh, we have the they should hoist Rudy on his song. shoulders and then yeah. freeze frame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, or, yeah. It, it's before the freeze frame, it's like, Bill Murray's there picking him on the sh- on the shoulders. He's like, you're going to see you back next summer, Rudy. And he's like, you know it. There's your there's the freeze frame. frame. Like, the trophy. Yeah. Instead, we get this weird like cool down. I'm not sad. My mom's dead anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'll come back next year. And then what's her favorite? I am ready for the summer. <laughs> Roxanne's like, let's go to the last bonfire. And. Uh, Morty's saying goodbye and it's nice they pop champagne and then they sing a full three minute song and I was <laughs> like so crazy guys no give yeah, me a chorus yeah. and get out you know what it should be this song should be introduced at the first camp uh, first campfire the like you know we're the CIT's song and then this should be sung like the sort of slower sadder Mickey Mouse Club ending and they do like <laughs> one rousing end and then they all go their separate ways to their cabin they should have been singing it like we should have gotten a scene of them like hanging out the bus windows scream singing yes. it as the buses yes. went by yep 100% that's all I needed uh, we cut to Roxanne and Bill Murray are moving in together and I was like this is wild yeah, why is this he's a got a four hundred one k? No, he doesn't. <laughs> well, no, you know, you, you got the joke. He's a camp counselor. The essence of the joke was there. He's got an AARP card. <laughs> your uh, your joke was good. I just you know I thought it was funny. Uh, yeah, really silly. And then it's like, well, we should say goodbye to Morty. And then they turn and wave out the window, and Morty is on a platform. Left him on a raft, like, like in pretty good. Which, honestly, I think it's because I've already, in the parent trap, they do a lot of camp hijinks, and I think those are uh, better executed than these. Fair, fair. So. I just think this isn't a hijinks movie, is the thing. 
Yeah, I think I just wanted it to be something else because it was boring. Right. Right. It's, well, the funny thing is, like, I also thought it was going to be something else, but I was relieved that it wasn't the thing I thought it was going to be, as opposed to disappointed it wasn't the thing I had hoped for. You well, know what I mean? I thought it was going to be the, like, wild, uh, you know, whatever that stupid spoof movie, horror movie we did, or like a Mel Brooks yeah. joint. Yeah. I thought we were getting Meatballs 4, and instead we have this, like, fairly sweet summer camp movie, and it's just very different. Yeah. Also, I Bill Murray has a motorcycle so- now. He he had I think he had a motorcycle. We never saw time. it. Oh, okay. Also, they're not wearing helmets, which is really insane. Wild, but put a helmet you know. on. Uh, I I would recommend this. I I I had a lot of fun with it. It's it's like it's only ninety minutes. It's very sweet. It's not the raunchy sex comedy that I assumed this was. Uh, the sequels seem insanely like just it's just like the loosest of affiliations. Yeah, um, and no cast members ever come back. Which I'm shocked that there isn't like. Meatballs four features Finkelstein or something, you know what I mean? Where it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, oh, speaking connection. of uh, speaking of people coming back, we talked I think last time, uh, last or maybe it was on the Patreon for TV shows. We mentioned that we said like no one came back except for Harvey Keitel for the the National Treasure show. Correct. Apparently, Justin did come back. Oh, okay. Because the show got canceled, and people were like, "Well, that got canceled," and they like mentioned that Justin had come back for it. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm. I am. Maybe I'll check it out. Just wanted to fact check. I love those movies, but I was just like, just very uninterested in like a different person having those adventures. It just wasn't what I was. I was. I'm sure that's why I got canceled. It was like people are like, oh, those dope movies with Nicolas Cage. Oh, he's not in it. Okay, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like it should have been their kid. Do the do that thing. Yeah. Fine. Or just do Nicolas Cage having another adventure with or without. Diane Kruger, if she's unavailable. I don't, maybe he didn't want to come back for that. I don't know. Come on, pay the man. He's, he'll be there. It's Nicolas Cage we're talking about here. I don't know. He's in his weird, he's in his weird era. He's in his good era. Yeah. I was, but it's his weird era. It's, it's like good weird stuff. But yeah, I feel like you get Turtle Tom back, you pay everybody the money and they'll, they'll be there. Give me another one. Give me another National Treasure movie, you cowards. <laughs> They're and fun. send it to my hometown again. <laughs> yeah. No, I live in D.C. now. I want you to send it here again. <laughs> no. <laughs> be like, so I can be like, oh, look, they're inventing Terminal Market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do the same thing now. <laughs> Those movies are great because one is set in Philadelphia and one is set in D.C. I win both ways. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen the sequel in a while. Uh, anyway, I do recommend this. It sounds like Andrew definitely nah, does not. Can, I, I, I don't. But it's boring. I like this. I thought it was sweet and it is it is low key. It's a hangout movie. It's like a summer camp. Michelle, I think, said uh, in the chat when we pulled this uh, name out of the hat, she was like, it made me want to go to summer camp. And I could totally see that. If, the, if you saw this when you were like the right age for summer camp, you would have been like jazzed for the idea of summer camp, I think. Yeah. You maybe not. I, yeah. I can see it. There's going to be there's gonna be snacks and other nerds. It's going to be great. <laughs> Uh, I also like that they paired up the fat kid and the nerd. I was like, again, I could not yeah. be in this movie more unless That's I was fair. in this movie. That's fair. Uh, yeah, but any, anyway, I would, I would recommend it. Uh, you mentioned just a second ago, uh, over on Patreon, uh, we've got a great episode, the Andrews TV Grab Bag Spectacular, where we watched. No, it was the Barbie channel the surf channel surfing spectacular. Oh yes, sorry. Uh, we watched Barbie and the Rockers and the Fraggle Rock and a Beetlejuice cartoon episode and talked about those. So go check that out there, Patreon.com/slash/dissecting the eighties. Um, 
you get a ton of bonus content when you sign up and it's uh, all available at the $5 tier. So go check that out. Plus the first 70 some odd episodes of this show that aren't on the main feed anymore. Um, Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet, please go review the show. We read those on the air and it's been a little while since we had one. Uh, Thank you for listening. Check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. It's at dissect the eighties on Twitter. We asked some questions in this episode. If you have the answers to them, send them our way. If you're a Canadian listener who watched a little as hobo, give us the deets. I want to know about this dog and his adventures. Yeah. And if you, if you can think of another hangout movie. Yeah. Any hangout movies hit, hit us with them on the, on the, on the dissect the eighties at dissect the eighties on Twitter or on the Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back. Uh, our next episode will be on the Michael J. Fox, the secret of my success. So, uh, go track that one down. I think you'll probably have to rent it. Uh, and we'll, we'll see you in two weeks for that. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next time. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.